Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday. It's Coach Lois. Super excited to be here on this Friday, September 23rd. If you are uh, watching us live, as many of you know, if you've been following me this month, um, September is all about Suicide Awareness Month and Healthy and Wealthy and Wise is really focused, has always been focused on um, bringing you guests that will help you live your best health your best wealth, and your best wisdom. And this month we focus on Suicide Awareness Month um, because I have lost 10 friends to suicide. I've seen a lot of salespeople struggle um, with work-life balance, mental health issues, stress is really the, the primary cause of this. And I've studied it my own in my own journey, um, sharing uh, my own mental health issues and, and suicidal thoughts in the in the past uh, 14 years of my own life. And so we really wanted to shine a light on that this month. Um, we have an amazing guest today. Before we dive in, I do want to just gently remind you guys to, if you're tuning in live, um, comment below, hashtag live and where you're tuning in from. And if you're tuning in on the replay, hashtag replay and hopefully you're tuning in um, from my Facebook community. Uh, we'd love to have you join us at healthyandwealthyandwise.com is how you can find where you can uh, be a part of this amazing growing community of like-minded go-givers, heart-centered um, business owners who are really, really wanting to ascend to the next level in their health, their wealth, and their wisdom. So today I'm bringing on our guest, Karen Lynn from Iowa, super excited. My sister from another mister. We actually we met in Minneapolis, um, but it's so funny. We actually grew up like uh, less than an hour from each other in Iowa. She's a lover of travel, uh, travel expert. That's how I met her. And she also uh, does something that I love as a coach. She's a retreat planner for coaches, healers, heart-centered entrepreneurs um, to, again, go and work on themselves, have fun. Uh, and, and I will also say that the reason Karen is here today is to share her story. Um, she's had a lifelong journey of depression and she's going to share her own um, path and of suicidal thoughts as well. So Karen, thank you so much for being here today. This is a, a big day for you because it's also your birthday. Yay! I'm so good with me. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I just want to turn it right over to you. And um, I'd love for you to share your, your journey, your path, and um, how you how you are here today. Thank you for that um, kind and enthusiastic introduction. Um, I don't think people are brave because they aren't afraid. I think because even though they're terrified, even though it might hurt, 
And even though they might have been crying an hour before this podcast because they were so nervous, they do what they do because it was the right thing. And that's why I'm here today. Lois asked me to be on this podcast and she said, well, you can think about it. And even before she got that out of her mouth, I said, yes, because this has been um, a lifelong journey for me, as Lois mentioned. Um, and it's also been a very private and very shameful journey. Um, and I don't know why we do that as, as um, people with mental illness. I think we tend to hide it. You know, we feel like we have to put on the happy face. It's my show face. <laughs> you don't want to see what the private face looks like sometimes. Um, but I do want to focus today on starting with the last three years of events, as well as really honing in then to the past year and even more recent in the past few months, because there's been um, this incredible um, life-altering shift, and Lois is going to help me um, with this, because so much has happened so quickly in the last few months mm -hmm. that it's sometimes hard to catch it all. I kind of forget um, what all has happened. So um, three years ago, uh, I had a very successful travel business that died overnight. Literally with, with COVID, I was in travel and it just, it died. <laughs> we had a business one day and it was thriving. And literally the next day we were out of business. So, um, and through those last three years, um, I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease and skin cancer within about a week of, you know, each other. Um, so much so that it was, it was so close that I called my doctor and I asked her if, you know, the skin cancer could cause this exhaustion I was feeling. And the answer was no. And I was like, oh. Well, not. So I've had health issues. Um, I went through a, a very long lasting, brutal, brutally painful divorce. Um, among other things, it's it's in my bio if you want to read it. I know Lewis has posted that. Um, so beyond the the world events that have happened, I had all these personal things going on. I had people dying. I lost, I think, about six people in the last year. Um, or three, actually, sorry about that. And it was last year, you know, with all those things going on, I was still treading water. I was still, you know, trying to, trying to put on the happy face and trying to, you know, look at the best of it and all that stuff that we try to do. And a year ago, um, give or take a couple months, I was um, betrayed, um, totally caught off guard by surprise, um, by two people that I trusted and two people that I loved very much. And with everything else going on, that was kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was done. I was done with life. I was done um, continuing to try. And so I, um, I made an uh, end-of-life plan. And there were two things that stopped me. From going through with it um, every single time throughout my life and this this time was no exception just in time people would reach out to me it, it was the this you know strangest thing I do believe it was divine intervention but it was every single time just in time someone would reach out someone would call to me someone would text me so if you're those people out there and you're thinking of somebody today reach out because you never know where they're at you never know where someone's at 
And the second thing was actually Lois. Lois and I, as she mentioned, are, are very good friends. We have such a similar history, such a similar life. And she was very open about the people that had passed away, that had committed suicide in her life. And I thought about what my death would mean to her. And so I stayed. And um, flash forward, now we're going to go from the, you know, honing in a little bit more recently in May. Um, my mother had died this winter, and she was the last parent. And it's very different when you're living life without your parents. All of a sudden, everything changes. And I wasn't handling it very well. I was struggling. And um, I had read this book which was, I found it just really fascinating and just really um, very different from any, oh, can you read that? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I always get confused because it's backwards on my screen. But I had read this book and um, I found it to be very interesting. I didn't understand everything. And um, Lois had gone through a course to get um, certified for teaching what this book was doing. And she... She reached out. She said, hey, I'm doing this beta program. Do you want to join? Mag Magnetic Mind beta program. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, I have bought so much, so many cookies, um, <laughs> shirts, drank the Kool-Aid so many times. And it was just, I'm like, okay, how is this different from anything else? And so I, I, I was very, um, very, very, you know, resistant to this. And May 26th, I was going back and forth with her. And finally, I reached out to her May 26th. I remember this exact day. And I said, um, I can't do this anymore. I, I cannot. I need help. I need other people. I cannot do this anymore. Can we talk? And so we got on the phone and there were a lot of tears and a lot of, um, you know, spitting out everything that had been going on. And by the end of the call, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'll try it. And this time I went, I went all in a lot of the programs. I kind of was like, you know, try it for a couple of days. If it doesn't work, I'm out. But this time I went all in, I was doing what she said, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> I was doing everything completely went all in on it. And I could not believe within a short period of time, I was manifesting and, and, creating things that I hadn't had in a long time, like my happiness, my peace, mm -hmm. my joy, and the dream to move to Hawaii. I played with that a little bit this summer and the timing isn't right or perfect. So that's going to be put on hold, but um, everything else has been just amazing. And it's, it's such a simple, sim such a simple thing to do, you know, once or twice a day, I, I, um, create my own, I choose my own future. And there's a lot of other tools in the, in the toolbox, which she and I are going to go over together a little bit, but um, I ground, I meditate. Um, I, I'm learning to trust myself again. I lost trust in myself for all of that. You know, everything that happened the last three years really shook me at the core and, and really rattled my confidence. So that's, that's about it. That's, that's the high level. We're going to dive a little deeper in here, but <laughs> That's the start, so.
Well, that was beautiful. Um, I just want to acknowledge you for uh, sharing that because it's it's so so scary um, to speak your truth, and we talk about that inside of the the program. But in general, so many people are afraid to be seen and be heard for all of the messiness, all of the fear, all of the shame, all of the all of the things, and so. I want to definitely unpack a little bit because you said a bunch of different things in there that helped keep you going. And uh, like you had friends who called you, texted you, reached out to you. Why do you think this is a question that I've, I've, I'm, I'm asking myself about a lot of people right now, because a lot of people have gone into cocoons and they don't want to ask for help. Like you said, the, there's a, stigma uh, about mental health or showing your weakness. It's very, very prevalent in our society where people don't want to ask for help or they don't want to be seen as weak or they feel like they have to wear the mask. So what have you learned through this process that has shifted that for you from, from deep within? I'm choosing to live my, my truth because I was it felt a lot of times like I'd have, you know, this one face <laughs> or this one persona out in public. And then I'd have, you know, this other part of me that was struggling, that was sad. And it, it, it just got to be too much. I couldn't be two people anymore. And I wanted to, the, the healthy, wealthy and wise program with the, the magnetic, what is it? Magnetic mind beta group has taught me that I now have a safe place to express that. It's I'm taught that I used to think that there was something wrong with me or that I was broken. Um, a lot of the self-help books um, state that there's something that you have to fix or something that you have to do mm. or something that you have to become to be ready, to be happy, to be successful, to um, have the 2.4 kids and the <laughs> white picket fence. Yeah, you have to, you're not, you're not there yet. You have to go and do something. Um, whereas now I know that it's okay. It's okay if I have a day where I'm on a trial day. It's okay if I have a day like today it's raining. Maybe I want to go dance in the rain. You know, it's it's okay. And because of that, I've I have this support group that I can rely on um, and we share, we're very open and very honest with each other. We're not a group that says, Oh, well, you, you know, you don't really say what you're thinking and hide it a little bit. You just maybe peek out and this group. Nope. We get right into the, the deep, dark, the ugly. We get into those incredibly happy moments. So having a support group was huge for me. I love the group. I learned so much from everyone else. I'm just going to say, so what I hear is that you, you felt alone, you felt separate. You maybe I'll even suggest felt not enough or less than you judged yourself based on what you thought society, the 2.4, the picket fence, the American dream, which I now call the more or less the American nightmare. And it's, it's, it's more global um, nightmare because there's a lot of shoulds a lot of have tos that are projected upon us. And if you don't fit into that box, then there must be something wrong with you. Hence the title of the book, 
you're not broken. <laughs> you don't need to be fixed. And maybe you're actually here to go against the grain and be who you truly were born to be, which does meet with a lot of resistance in the world, right? However, by not feeling alone, by realizing you weren't weird, you weren't an outcast. Oh my gosh, other people cry too. Other people have <laughs> stuff. Other people have arguments with their spouses. Other people, so it was, sounds like you felt connected to others collectively and that gave you permission to give yourself permission mm -hmm. to just be. Exactly. Well, for starters, you should never should on yourself. Don't ever do that. It's messy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that does go back to, um, I have always felt like I didn't belong and it's, it's not because of the depression or those feelings or, or whatnot. It's because I, I, didn't really think like other people that I grew up with. I, I knew I was different. I knew I didn't, there was something different about me. And I didn't, for, you know, growing up in this tiny little town, I, I could never figure out exactly what was wrong with me. Right. So I, I just knew I didn't fit in. And as I've, you know, progressed through life, it's because I, at my heart, at my core, I am an entrepreneur. I am uh, this free spirit. I have all these ideas and that does not fit in the conformity. That doesn't fit with what school teaches you. School teaches you to, you know, obey the rules and be a good girl and go get a good job, get that perfect husband, the 2.4 kids. And I wasn't like that at all. I was like, wow, you're going to tell me when to get up and when to go to bed and what to do, what to do. What do you mean? I'm like, I'm an adult. I know when I have to go to the bathroom. I know <laughs> when I'm hungry. Why are you why are you dictating? I, I love that about, you know, that structure because it's like, wait a minute, I had to go to the bathroom like two hours ago and now I'm in pain holding this in. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I was, I was, I was not hungry at eleven when I could go eat, but I'm hungry now at one. And you're saying I can't go eat, really? So yeah, I just I just never fit into the box. Yeah, that reminds me. Have you ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption with um, Morgan Freeman? And when he realizes, you know, unfortunately, the the first guy, I'm not coming up with his name, he got out of prison, but he had been so in this structure. Um, he had to ask for permission to take a piss, right? That that was part of the, the, the realization. Mm -hmm. So you reminded me of when I was in a corporate job that I did get fired from because I couldn't do it either. It was like, wait, what? You're mm -hmm. putting me in a box and... <laughs> And we were, we were literally in a box. <laughs> There's that. I forgot to keep a call, but, but having, we, we made these funny hall passes. We actually, as a joke, cause they actually told us <laughs> how long we had to spend to go to the bathroom. They had all these rules. Wow. You had to, you, yeah. So we actually made funny hall passes as a joke, but it was really actually sad. Um, because a lot of us are, are meant to be fun and, playful and live out loud and, and have our own journey. Um, but yeah, if, if even as a child, if you were put into that box, then already at a young age, which we talk about um, inside of the program, you're, you're really confined. 
and it, it pushes it pushes the edges a bit. So I, I, I do want to talk about because you said that we didn't talk about the full extent of this yet, but part of what the last three months have helped you uncover mm -hmm. is also recognizing um, your journey with depression even since high school. And I would like you to dig in deep here for just really thought process deep, like into your heart for a second is as you've had these other events since high school, we talked about the betrayal. We talk about the business booming one day, poof, gone the next, which a lot of people can relate to with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that we, like depression happened for you, I teach that everything happens for us. And we've got to go inward because everything we see, and I know this is deep for a lot of people, everything we see is a mirror of what's going on inside. So as you are having these people die, and I can relate to this, as you know, so, so much, mm -hmm. and the betrayal, the loss, when you went inside, how did you shift that depression feeling? And, and I'm not, I hope I'm asking this properly and it's making sense to you from the the wounds that were you know just constantly added on to then shift away from that and and find happiness within am i making sense yeah um first of all um it was really recently because you know life has continued to happen and even in the last few months i've had um, I've had those, you know, re rejections, let's just call them rejections of um, people that I cared about. Because, you know, initially, I was like, Oh, my gosh, it's me. What have I done wrong? What could I have done differently? And then it shifted to this reality of why am why are other people deciding for me, if I'm okay and worthy. I, I was giving that power away to other people where I was like, I'm not good enough because someone doesn't love me or they made fun of my shoes or my hair, you know, because I've gained 60 pounds in the last three years. So I'm like, I don't look like I used to. And that's body image has been a huge struggle for me as well. But I'm in a place now where I'm like, you know what, it's perfect. And I am grateful for the stuff that has happened for me. And secondly, I learned through all of this that I was living in the past or living in the future, really. Mm -hmm. and I have felt so much heartache because of those two things. And I finally came to this, this moment where I'm like, I can't handle <laughs> I've had so much stuff that I cannot handle living more than one day. I can only handle today. And that has been such a gift for me because now I fully enjoy every day. Because that's, that's all I'm focusing on. And if something comes up, instead of running away from it, I used to run away and stuff down the feelings. I was one that I like to eat my feelings, you know, a lot, especially sweet feelings. You know, I, I, binge on the sweet stuff. And I just constantly, if I was really nervous, I'm, I'm a nervous stress eater. And um, instead of doing that now, I, I 
am sitting more with the thoughts of what is this teaching me? And I don't run away from the feelings or stuff the feelings down anymore. Mm-hmm. I sit with I sit in the I sit in my room or I, you know, do whatever. I journal a lot now. I journal a ton. And I write it down. And I am learning to be okay with all the feelings. And that has been such a huge weight off my shoulders that, oh, it's okay if I'm sad. It's okay if I'm mad. I don't stay there. So that's an important part that I want to share is I don't stay there. I move through it. And one of the interesting things for me is literally, it's like shining a bright light on that shadow, right? And when I would feel this feeling, I'd be like, and I'd shine the, the spotlight on this feeling and I'd be like, no, come out. Let's talk about this. Let's, you know, do that inner voice thing. And the more I shine the light on it, the more it was like, oh, I don't want to be part of this. And, and the quicker it would go away, you know, because I'm sure we've all done this where somebody said something mean or something has happened and we replay it in our mind over and over and over again. And then a month later, it pops back up and we play it again. And I am not doing that as much anymore. Awesome. I play it and get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, and I want to acknowledge that for the audience because they don't know um, the, necessarily the process uh, that we mm-hmm. went through. So what you're talking about, you said it perfectly because if we get too technical, right, it'll go phew. Yeah. But guys, just so you know what we've been working on for the last three mm-hmm. to four months with Karen is tuning into your intuition, your 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 inner child, your higher self, mm-hmm. that super conscious, lots of names, but they're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's going within to shine a light. So the super conscious is really truly your heart space. And what we did was, and a lot of people, uh, like uh, at least in my family, uh, congestive heart failure runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Even if you have high blood pressure, the body keeps the score. If you have any dis-ease, it's trying to tell you something. And so, especially a lot of those heart diseases is because we stuff emotions down. We stuff them in the closet. You know, the skeletons in the closet, putting them under the rug. We don't talk about that here. We're always happy, right? (laughs) We don't do that here. We're just happy. Be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And, and, and keep in mind, I love the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. I love the premise and yet, if you keep faking it till you make it, you keep pushing the things under the rug, you keep putting the skeletons in the closet, that's actually what causes more depression, more dis-ease, because it's stuck in your body. So what Karen's talking about was she did some shadow work. She tuned in, she meditated, she slowed down, because oftentimes childhood traumas, wounds, they actually can have us go into that fight or flight, high cortisol spiking mm-hmm. mode. I've lived that to the fullest. Trust me, I know. <laughs> well, I know too. <laughs> I knew you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Karen could probably, maybe Karen should talk about how she knew Lois back in the day. But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm just, just saying that it's really important. Um, what I learned is you can't feel truly feel positive emotions without first feeling and loving and embracing, you know, those, those, those sad emotions, the, the, the shame, the guilt. Uh, I'm actually reading a book right now called the last shaman and a lot of indigenous people 
Um, the reason they don't have a lot of mental illness, and this is a general statement or, or schizophrenia or all of those things that a lot of times, you know, cause us to be medicated. And, and, and most of my friends that committed suicide were all on medications for something, right? And so they, they couldn't fully tune into their heart, right? And so by being able to understand that this is like culturally an issue mm -hmm. in America, that's why we're bringing this up, guys, is because you got to go in and do the shadow work. You got to feel the feels. Like you said, you don't stay there. We Maybe you can talk about our process doing the, the super conscious recode and keep it in the simplest terms as you're able but maybe share a little bit because you you just did you shared uh, you know in regular terminology. But talk about the superconscious recode that towards your true nature and purpose and how that has helped you have some breakthroughs and awakenings and ahas. And again, not staying in the in the. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, I used to be in technology. You know that. And sometimes I'll go. So bear with me if you're out there. Sometimes I go and I. I start speaking a different language and I don't know I'm doing it. So um, I can do this. Uh, so one of my favorite sessions with, um, with this technique is um, I started out, I hope I'm doing this right, Lois, because I've done a lot of healing work. So um, I started out, so there's, there's a couple of different ways that we do the technique. Um, and the, the early on is, um, she would, I think it was, we would think about the good stuff first. Is that correct? And then the bad? Yeah. So the, the uh, let me actually, let me set the stage. So the, the, the five <laughs> steps are pick your true choice, your intention. Okay, we'll do that one. Okay. And yeah. then you go into, you know, where you, maybe you could describe what that 10 looks like, that perfect intentional 10 would look like and feel like, mm -hmm. and then talk about the score, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at today? Current reality with desired perfect 10 reality and then what came up for you that you were like shining that light on that that shadow that resistance okay i will do my best um so i have about three favorite sayings that i do so we're going to focus in on the i choose to live my i choose the end result of living my true nature and purpose and a 10 for that would be, I'm living in Hawaii and it's beautiful. And there, um, I have a big plot of land and it's full of gardens and flowers. And, and, and you know, we pick fruit and vegetables from the trees every day. We have children coming in from, um, from foster care and from different children of need in orphanages. They come in and they can pick the fruit and, you know, pick whatever they want and eat it. So we share with the community as well as with the folks that are living in, you know, my particular place, I have a beautiful pool. I have an ocean view. So every day I wake up and I have my little cup of Kona coffee Mm, it's can't smell it because Kona is the best coffee in the world. So anyway, I have my coffee and I sit on my lanai, which is my porch. And I just, I just look out and every day just starts up just very calm, very relaxed. And I just think about what I want to do today. And maybe I drink coffee for an hour and I think about, Oh, what can I do today? And I can do anything I choose to do because I have a successful business now and I love what I do. So just a little glimpse of my perfect 10. So, Today, I, I'm going to say about a seven. 
So being a seven, I can, I obviously can visualize it because we talked about it and I was telling y'all about, you know, little snippets of what it's going to look like, feel like, taste like, smell like, and um, about a seven. So what's holding me back from being that 10? Well, today I live in Iowa and I have some things blocking me from going to Hawaii. Hawaii is really expensive. So I want to create a means to go over there. So that's a little bit of a block for me. So I want to, you know, create that. Um, I live in a house with a lot of things. So I would like to have less things when I go. So there's, there's several steps that I want to take before I go there. So that's kind of my, my resistance. So, okay, help me through. So then I look at what's, um, how I would get from a seven to a 10. Yeah, so then at this point, guys, just so you know, the, when you're up on stage, you get a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're doing amazing! You're doing amazing! You're being, you're being amazing. So then, and and you don't have to take through. We don't have to go through the whole recode. The next step would be she would she would actually close her eyes. She would visualize her beautiful, perfect ten of living her end result of true nature and purpose, and then feeling it, smelling it, tasting it, hearing it, all of it, just embodying it, embodying it in the here and now. It's more important for her to embody it than to create a vision board. It's it's more important for her to embody it than just to simply close her eyes and think about it. So it's, it's a lot deeper than we can go into right now. But then once she goes through that, all of the senses and fully, fully embodies her perfect 10, then we go to that number seven, we would do that, mm -hmm. she would start to um, experience that the smells, the, 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 the sounds, the tastes, the feels the current reality. And then we would recode it. And recoding just simply is a, a fancy term for shining a light and asking that resistance, whether it's mm -hmm. the not enough, the shame, um, the scarcity, the lack, whatever it is that she, that comes up for her in that moment. And it can be different every time. Um, then we, we tune into the super conscious into her heart space connected to mine. And we shine a light of love and compassion. And we help remove some of that in, in simplest terms so that again, you can't feel the positive truly without shining light on those negative emotions. And just like that little kid, you know, that has a, you know, just bum knee, just, you know, scratched and their knees all bloody. And, you know, we want to go and hug and give that kid some love and put a bandaid and, and support. That's, that's basically what we're doing for that resistance is we're saying, Hey, we see you, we hear you, we love you. And through that acceptance and maybe even some forgiveness, love, whatever terminology that's coming from that, that right side of the brain that is the loving and compassionate, intuitive nature side, then and only then are we able to really truly forward and break through some of that, that resisting shame, whatever it's called. So that's, that's, that's what Karen and I, and we co-create it. And through that process, you've, you've really had some really, really big breakthroughs with your mom. 
um, you know, with with relationships, the betrayals, the things of that nature. And I don't know if there's anything else you want to share that while I've been talking that has come up for you. Well, one big thing is beyond the feelings. You know, we go through this exercise, but then I choose an action. So every day I pick one thing, one thing. What can I do today to move me a little closer from the seven to the 10? What can I do? So I take action beyond just feeling it and thinking it and, and you know, the internal work than I do the external work, which actually is the action. So I'm trying to think of what else I have come up with. Like I said, there's been so many shifts and really it's at the core of it. It's been, Oh, I want to go back to something you said. Sorry. Woo. Okay. Um, I love the part. Can we, can we do this for just a little bit? I love the part where you said how, what we're feeling shows up in our body. So um, I, before I'd be looking for medical reasons or logical reasons, I would consult Dr. Google who would tell me I was dying. And <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Google, you're always dying. But anyway, I would, I would do all these things to treat the, the, the illness. And now I am shifting more towards, wow, that's really interesting. Um, at one point I broke out and I had these really painful um, lesions and, and sores on my face and they were very painful and very itchy. And, you know, normally I would have gone and said, Oh, what's causing this? Well, what was causing this was the stress of what I was going through. And it's, I knew, I, I just in, instantly knew that that's what was going on. And I've been able to um, do that with a lot of my things, with my health, with Lyme's disease and um, the low energy I was feeling. I've been able to, to think of it in terms of, okay, yes, I have this depression as well. I have this, but what, what is really and digging deep inside and finding what's really causing this, you know, this outbreak or this, um, this illness. And I've, because of this work, I have so much more energy and I'm stronger than I've been in a really long time. And that's been another huge breakthrough for me that I'm able to, you know, enjoy life a lot more because I feel better. And I feel better because I've gotten rid of the, the crap. And it, I mean, we can go in, in depth, in depth, because I've had stuff come up from when I was like two. <laughs> so I've had situations that have caused me pain. And it, it's for me, a lot of those issues are centered around not being worthy and how other people see me or act towards me. And now I'm much more able to say, well, how do I feel about myself? What, what, what's going to heal me and comfort me today? What's going to make me feel good? And that's brought me, you cannot put a price on this. It has brought me so much peace, so much in terms of my health, my happiness, even on the sad days, I have a choice. I, I, you know, maybe I go through that sadness, but then it's like, well, no, wait, I choose how I spend this day. I choose how I'm going to treat this day and what, what I get to do. I get to choose and it's just giving me so much peace and, and empowerment, really, you know, from that, from that scarcity mindset, from that not enoughness, from that um, victim, <laughs> I love the term, victim mentality, 
why is this happening to me? Now it happens for me. And even the bad stuff, you know, as I mentioned before, I was living in the past, living in the future. Well, now I really enjoy every single day. Awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to get into those really deep corners, you know, with just that, just a quick interview like this, but it's just, trust me, it's, there has been a lot of deep changing and deep, um, really feeling and going through it. And that way I can let it go. I can let the stuff go. Finally. I love it. Yeah, I have one more question for you. Um, then I want to share a couple announcements. And then I'll have a my final question that I always ask for my guests. And and if you feel free to add in whatever with this 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 next question, because I know you're you lost lost huh? lost your business three years ago with the pandemic. Travel obviously changed, mm -hmm. the world changed, and now you have a new lease on that. You have a new perspective that you didn't have before because of your own personal healing journey mm -hmm. now you're wanting to do retreats with coaches and healers heart-centered entrepreneurs um speak more about that and and what your 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 newfound mission and vision is and how that's also impacted your your mental health so yeah my um three years ago when this happened to me it was it was more for for me for my success for um, I was just looking at like, oh, customer, 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 customer. And now um, I was originally thinking, and I still might do this, you never know. But I was originally thinking about doing my own retreats. And I sat with that, that and I thought, no, I want to plan retreats for heart-centered entrepreneurs. And the reason that I want to do that is to create these, these life-changing, impactful um, experiences, not just for one person, but for their customers. So I can impact more people through my work. I can, I can positively change lives. I can help in my own way, which is travel, which is planning those retreats in my own way. I can help so many more people. If I, if I touch the, the, the influencers and those that are healing people themselves and not just at a Hey, it's a great vacation. We're going to do this stuff. It's more an experience that will stay with them forever. The intention of these retreats are these just so powerful experiences that it will impact them positively for the rest of their lives. And then they can go impact more people. They can, you know, change the dynamics of their family. You never know where it's going to lead, but, but that's where I'm coming from and leading from now. Um, travel's always been my passion, my love. I, I've dreamt about it since I was a little kid, but um, now I'm using it to, instead of make money, make a living, now the driving purpose is to see what I can create and how I can help and change lives. So it's a little bit more real, <laughs> more, more, more deep impact than just, hey, I can make a lot of money, yay, yay. Yeah. Well, you know me and my passion and my shift because I was I was surrounded mm -hmm. by a lot of people who are money hungry, money driven, and 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 I, I'm, again, I'm not I, I'm not I'm not victim here. This was just my experience mm -hmm. because a lot of people have these deep, deep wounds that drive mm -hmm. them to stay in that left side of the brain, which is the numbers, the money, the execution, the doing. 
you know, which led me to, you know, manifest becoming a binge shrinking workaholic. And so I unpacked mm -hmm. all of that and realized, wait a minute, that's not me. What the heck? That was a, a, a false version of myself. And you found the same thing. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are waking up right now to that same realization. So that's a, a great segue. I just want to make a couple announcements. And then Karen, I'll ask you one final question is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm now created a, a like with what Karen did, she did my small group program and I'm actually launching a new group next week. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have any interest guys, please email me at lois at loiskofi.com for the application. I'll put the application also in the show notes, um, even for future, future small groups. This will be my last small group of the year. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also have a newly formed healthy and wealthy and wise subscription. So if you found a value in the, the conversation today with me and Karen and you're like, gosh, I'm not quite ready for a dive into a small group or one-on-one -on -one coaching with you, Lois, but I'm really intrigued. Um, and if you don't have a huge budget, good news. <laughs> it's not that much money. Um, for just $77 a month, you can have one class a week um, that will improve your health, your wealth, and your wisdom. Similar to a Patreon group that you might hear about on YouTube, this is this is my uh, Healthy and Wealthy and Wise subscription. So if you feel called, you're tired of the old school process of think and grow rich and just fake it till you make it, I'm just gonna push through, <laughs> you know, um, which Karen and I talked about. For us, that model doesn't work anymore, just saying. Um, if you wanna live your health and wealth and wisdom in an authentic, loving, supportive way, um, I invite you to check out my subscription. So I'll, I'll drop that in the show notes as well. And um, Karen, in this last question, you can then also expand upon it. Anything else that your heart's wanting to share before we wrap it up? Um, but when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, what does that mean for you? It means to live a full life with joy, with gratitude, and with understanding. And to me, that wisdom at this point in my life is my own wisdom. It's mm. I'm learning how to tap into what's already inside of me. Everything that we need is inside of us, but I didn't know how to access that. I didn't know how to trust it. Even if I could get to it, I didn't know how to trust it. Mm. And now I can. And being healthy is being able to have all that energy to do the fun things that I love to do because I, I was a very active person and I'm looking forward to that again because I love to ski. I love to, um, I'm, I'm a big play person. I love to play and can I share the, the sure. latest? Yeah. So this is what I'm creating. I'm so excited about these. This is ridiculous. But now you're going to see the little kid in me. Um, <laughs> because this is my new passion. Remember these little guys? Oh, my gosh. So um, it, it just it, it was a happenstance that we had been gifted this box of Beanie Babies. And they make me so happy. I mean, I'm so happy. I'm getting, like, shipments of these things in learning all about them and selling them. And I'm doing this, creating this just because it brings me joy. Mm. Well, because of that, now 
that raises those good feelings and brings me energy and makes me happy. So that's part of the health too. It's not just the body. It's also the mind and the soul and the energy and all those good things. And wealth is having an abundance as opposed to scarcity. It's having an abundance of everything I've ever wanted. Um, good, healthy food, good friends, um, family. Mm. It's having everything I ever wanted and, and being so grateful for all of it. So, Well, and I have to acknowledge that today is your birthday. And so when you think of birthday, you know, that's a day you came into this world for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you you talked about your end of life story. And I, I'm just so grateful that we get to celebrate your birthday today and that you are here sharing your your deepest, darkest story with mm-hmm. others because everyone out there who right now may be hearing this, whether it's on the recording or live, whatever replay, um, you just inspired potentially thousands of people um, in your lifetime by choosing you, by choosing to stay, to, to, to be here. And I really hope the audience gets this message that even when you're your darkest hour, like Karen was, when in doubt, reach out. Because when we get to those rock bottom moments, we can't see the forest for the trees. And we can, we can really be stuck there, really in that victim mode. And just know that, that your life has meaning your life has value. Your life has purpose. Just we, we got to find those right people, tools, support um, to, to help us uh, mirror back our greatness. Um, so congrats, Karen, for making those calls, for being here today. And um, appreciate you guys sharing this message. If you saw value, um, please hit the share button uh, because you just may very well impact someone's life today. Thank you so much. This has been scary and and truly a blessing and a pleasure. So thank you. Yay. All right, guys, go out and live your best health, your best wealth, your best week. And we have another great um, interview next week with Dr. Moyne, who is, uh, he's, he's got a lot of head knowledge and a lot of heart space for this topic, um, especially being a sales trainer like me. He's seen and heard a lot of people struggle in sales because a lot of times you hear those rejections, those no's, and you take it personal. And um, we've, we've had friends who in the sales community commit suicide. So we're going to talk about that have a really raw, honest conversation from the business perspective. So please tune in next Thursday, September 29th. Um, Until then, have an amazing weekend and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye for now. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for attending another amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. Thank you so much. Please subscribe, download, leave a review or a rating. And also if you felt like you could benefit from some help, maybe some magnetic mind support, maybe some lead generation and sales strategy. I would love to gift you a free month of my membership or go to bookacallwithlois.com. That's right, www.bookacallwithlois.com. And if you haven't had a one-time free strategy session with me, that's my gift to you today for attending all the way to the end. Here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom.